In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lakeside, and great crowds came from Galilee, followed him, from Judea, Jerusalem, Edomea, Transjordania, and the region of Tyre and Sidon. Great numbers who had heard of all he was doing came to him, and he asked his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, to keep him from being crushed, for he had cured so many that all who were afflicted anyway were crowding forward to touch him. And the unclean spirits, wherever they saw him, would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. But he warned them strongly not to make him known. The Gospel of the Lord You are the Son of God. Ironically, this proclamation of the true identity of our Lord did not come from the lips of any mortals nor even from his own disciples. It was the evil spirits who first recognized our Lord's true identity. The first human person to make such a declaration would be the centurion who witnesses our Lord's death on the cross at the end of Mark's Gospel. Some may add that this was too little and too late. But readers of Mark's Gospel should not be surprised in contrast to the other synoptic Gospels, the Gospel of St. Mark makes it no secret that the Lord is the Son of God. In fact, St. Mark entitles his Gospel in this way, the beginning of the Gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. St. Mark therefore insists from the very first that Jesus is the Son of God. The Evangelist largely bypasses traditional Jewish expectations moving directly to the one point that matters to the whole world. Mark emphasizes our Lord's divinity, not just sometimes, but consistently throughout his narrative. Paradoxically, however, it is Mark who emphasizes our Lord's warn warning to his disciples and to those he had healed not to tell anyone who he is. This is typically referred to as the messianic secret, but it is actually the secret of the meaning of messianic. It is a secret that Christ is God, as our Lord did not want to confuse his identity with other speculative Jewish expectations, such as a wonder worker or a political liberator who had re-established the Davidic dynasty and restored the kingdom of Israel. The messianic secret was meant to silence the fake news and rumours about him. The heart of the Gospel's paradox is that the true identity of the Lord would only be recognised at his passion and death, and Mark chooses to place the confession of faith on the lips of the non-Jewish centurion, a representative of the civil power which has subjugated the Jews. And this make, man makes this most accurate declaration, not when he witnesses one of our Lord's astounding miracles, nor at the height of his career, but at the very, very moment of his death. The cross finally lifts the veil on our Lord's identity. 
for Mark, our Lord's identity as the Son of God can never be understood apart from his death on the cross, something which crowds could not see and which demons tried to obfuscate. When we confess that the Lord is the Son of God, this too becomes the measure in which we define ourselves as Christians, for are we not sons and daughters of God through adoption by the saving merits of Christ? Christian selfhood is not defined in terms of who we are and of ourselves and what we do or can accomplish. It is defined in terms of what God does to us and the relationship he creates with us and the destiny he appoints for us through his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. God make us who we are so that we can make him known. Our identity is for the sake of making known his identity and not in making a name for ourselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.